I think that's one of the coolest things about it. And one of the best things about the way that teledipity is written is that it is not saying like the, the very first page is like, this is what will ring true to you. It's not saying like, oh, you know, let me tell you about yourself. It's like, you already know this. And as someone who is deeply skeptical of numerology, deeply skeptical of astrology, I'm like, oh, whoa, you're not trying to tell me anything. You're literally just revealing what I already knew. It's amazing. I forgot that I wrote it that way. <laughs> but I, it's a word that I use. Good. Yeah. yeah. Happy numbers, happy times. My name is Andrew Gabalich, numerologist and founder of Teledivity, the world's most loved numerology platform, numerology mobile application, numerology pocket life coach. You are listening to the Calculating Route show, where all I do, all we care about, is performing live numerology readings and having unstructured conversations with some of our platform's most interesting thinkers and thought leaders, incredible people from around the world who have something to say, something to teach us, a unique perspective about the times we're going through, the changes we're navigating as a planet, the ways we can use them as opportunities, the things we need to do to reconnect with our purpose in this grander story, and finding joy hiding beneath the chaos. We don't do interviews in this show. We just dive into our guests' numerology charts, and then we just let serendipity take the conversation where it must. If you've been on our platform for a while, you know one thing. All we really care about is letting the universe take the wheel and surprise us happy accidents. So that's exactly what this show is all about. I have no prepared questions. Our guests have no prepared pitches. They're not here to sell anything. They're here to talk about life and share with me everything they know about the future and every perspective we've been missing. If you're here with us today, well then you know what? Maybe the universe wants you to be a part of the serendipity too. Maybe there's something hiding inside our conversation just for you. I'm Andrew Gabalich and this is Calculating Route. Jessamyn Stanley, welcome to the Calculating Route Show. I'm so excited to have you. I've been following you for over a year, but I started following you because there was a moment, I don't remember exactly when, where you posted about Teledipity and I found your account interesting, so I followed you back. And we already had this discussion off air, but I just want to say that there, seem, there seems to be a really beautiful serendipitous link between us because... Every time you've done something related to teledipity, the energy you've sent back to us has either forced us to grow or just opened doors for us. So teledipity is eternally grateful to you. Oh my God. would not be where it is today without you. And I- Andrew, okay, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to, to, I just, I have to tell you, you and teledipity have had such an outrageous impact on my life and on my team's life. And prior to you following me was like one of the coolest days for me because I was like, oh my God, you guys. It, but already I had known of you and known of your work because one of my most incredible, I mean, this person is like one of my, she is a guide in my life. And she told me some time ago, like, you got to get teledipity. The mic is just going everywhere. You got to get teledipity. Like it is really going to help you understand the path forward. And she has helped build out so much of our team at the Underbelly and at Joss Inc., my, the company that is Jessamine Stanley. And that knowledge of just, just being able to see yourself on the planet and understand why you came here, that has been, I've watched it be so transformational for 
so many people on our team and it really has allowed us to grow by everyone learning about themselves. It was last month we had a shoot where there were a couple of different team members here who had not met in person for the first time and they were looking at their teledipity together and seeing how everyone's numerology links together is like insane and I just I I can't say enough about it so thank you over the last three months I've been reflecting a lot about numerology because I started the platform seven years ago I had a really clear intention of like what like what I wanted to do with with this algorithm and how I wanted to create an app around it and then you know as as companies grow and then you start just thinking about the sales the accounting the, 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 the worldly things absolutely it's not that you lose track of your mission but you don't think about it as often Mm-hmm. And I've been reflecting a lot going back to like, what is numerology and what I'm trying to do here? Because my, and I think this is a good introduction to your reading, because one thing that I care about a lot is not being prescriptive and not mm-hmm. saying, this is it. This is what you should do. Because divine languages like numerology or astrology, they give you a different perspective, but they're not meant to give you all the answers. Everybody is their own teacher, their own guide. So I see teledipity and systems like numerology and astrology, not as things where you go find like, do this, do that, make this decision. But it's just like, here's the perspective you're not thinking about. If you think of it this way, you get out of your own mind and your expectations for whatever, you start looking at your life from a 10,000 foot view. It helps you tap into the answer that was already there. So a lot of the times, numerology is not telling you something you didn't know. It's confirming things you were already aware of but didn't have words for. And now that you see the external confirmation, you trust them more and you stop doubting them and it helps you with alignment. But it's not meant to be the answer to life, the answer to the universe. It's not meant to be like something that makes you superhuman. There's a lot of places that will present numerology or astrology that way. I feel strongly that everybody's their own teacher, their own guide, and that this is just a source to help you figure out where you stand. I think that's one of the coolest things about it. And one of the best things about the way that teledipity is written is that it is not saying like the the very first page is like, this is what will ring true to you. It's not saying like, oh, you know, let me tell you about yourself. It's like, you already know this. And as someone who is deeply skeptical of numerology, deeply skeptical of astrology, I'm like, oh, whoa, you're not trying to tell me anything. You're literally just revealing what I already knew. It's amazing. I forgot that I wrote it that way. (laughs) It's a word that I use. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that that was reflected. Well, let's dive into your reading. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give you just a traditional numerology reading. I'm looking at your chart right now. I'm going to find the hook from which to start this story. Jasmine Stanley. I think I would describe your life mission above all is it has a lot to do with creating systems, formulas, frameworks around the things you've uh, learned for yourself in terms of relationships, healing, personal evolution, spirituality, uh, independence. It feels like your chart is talking about somebody who came into this physical plane for this lifetime to collect information around um, either internal management or the external expression of that internal evolution and then go out and build systems around it to help other people along those same journeys. And the curious thing about your numerology chart is that it's not speaking about one thing like systems around spirituality or systems around generosity or systems around independence or the generation of resources, generation of wealth. It's about all of these things. It's different aspects of life. If I were to list them all, they definitely have a lot to do with 
generosity and the healing of others. So serving others from a place of internal health, internal uh, abundance, and going out and having a positive impact on other people through that abundance. But the way you share those insights has to do with the creation of systems. So another person in another chart, you might see a six where you're supposed to share these these lessons with others by like some sort of coaching role or some sort of teaching role or healer role. That's not you. In your case, there is this energy of building companies, technologies, systems, frameworks, and sharing them with the world. This path is known as the master builder. The, the description of a master builder is somebody who has a very highly developed intuition into other planes outside of the physical planes and uses that connection in order to build things or invent things that are new in this plane, all material in nature. So material would be like a, a master builder might, might build a bridge or a cathedral or a software, uh, a company, a building. It's, it's things in the physical plane. I think you are in the first level of that video game. It really started in 2020 at age 33, where the changes that were happening in your life gave you the first ideas that you needed for kind of like two or three building blocks of a big structure. And you started executing on them on, on that year. And that was the COVID year. So I feel like there was a lot of, a lot of launches and a lot of execution of ideas around products and systems, and that those grew or scaled quickly, inserting you into this very, I, I, I'm not going to link the word intense with the word difficult, because it doesn't mean it was a difficult chapter in your life, but an intense transit that's still going on right now, that doesn't end until the end of next year around the slow, methodical, patient execution of these visions. So these three years feel like very slow moving, busy years in a way that maybe you weren't used to before. Maybe you weren't used to having these many restrictions on your time, on your energy, and to have this kind of like these long days, all these decisions, and all this slow progress that you can see is happening, but you can also tell that the finish line is still more than a year away. And maybe in the half of 2022 to now, you've started feeling not like you wanna throw in the towel, but a little restless. Cause now it feels like you're gonna be like this forever. I mean, I could see how, if you've had any difficulty this year, it's been around that is like, do I really want my life to be like this? Is this a treadmill that I won't be able to get off of? Can I pause some of these things and just come back to them later because it feels like too much now? After May or June of next year, these restrictions slowly fade away. That you start getting a lot of the free time you were used to before 2020 back slowly. And that you are able to hand this structure that you've built to other people so that you can come back to doing the things that you love, but now with this really important foundation below you. There is a lot of balance, peace, and opportunity on the other side of this construction phase. And then you have one, two, three, four, five years to enjoy it until around the midpoint of 2028, it's kind of like coasting to enjoy what you built. How does all of this sound? You are a gift to humanity, first of all. <laughs> I have more to say about that that I will yeah. say later. But <laughs> truly, so many different things that you've said resonated for me and have offered me so much <laughs> peace. Um, one of the things you said, uh, 
like, I'm not saying that you don't have a social life. And I was like, no, you could say that because I literally this past week had a whole, my business partner and I have a meeting in the morning and the evening. And it's a really good marker of us like through the day. And at the end of the day, I was feeling so depleted and tired. And I just said, I'm spending more time on the weekends, like actually having a weekend, not working. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm, I'm learning how to have a social life. And I just broke down into tears because I was like, I didn't realize that I don't have a social life and that I don't spend time with people. And that tracks with the first part of my life because I spent a lot of time alone and I did not have a lot of friends. And I learned to really enjoy my own company and that is convenient so that piece and then um oh my goodness so many different things but patience comes up as the thing that is my joy and patience are my great teachers right now that joy Mm -hmm. is constantly happening that it's always in every moment Mm -hmm. and that I just have to be in it but patience it's like watching I don't even know how to describe what building these companies is like but it is it requires extreme patience and um just accepting that it will be this way forever so i'm in this place of like this is what it's always going to be and i appreciate knowing that it won't always be it no it won't and i think that that's because i relate with what you're saying so much and i go through my own periods of this too is like i think that the the idea that it's supposed to be like this forever when you're an entrepreneur is a story we've been told is what a lot of entrepreneurs believe as law and then go out and manifest it for themselves. And I'm not going to judge anybody. But what I am going to say is that my higher self very strongly believes that it's not supposed to be that way. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I think the difference is, and I've questioned these things for myself too, over the last six months is like, does it have to grow forever? Does it have to reach the entire planet? No. If you were from the old mindset, from the old 20th century mindset, yes. The more money, the more users, the more everything is always better. It's always better. It's always better. But from a spiritual level, that's not necessary because none of us came here to change the entire planet. We came here to help whoever we can, whoever vibes with what we do or what we say or what we share. Maybe advance the process we went through a little bit easier. And if it's five people, that's it. If it's 10, that's it. I think that the, the idea that we are here to do the whole world is maybe maybe giving ourselves or our ideas too much importance in a way where that's where you start sacrificing a social life, a personal life, free time, and other sides of your mind or your intelligence that is, is not really necessary. So I think you go through stages of scaling and growth that are very busy. That doesn't mean you don't have a balanced life so long as you don't do that forever. If you go through those two years of intense scaling and growth and then come back to recover what you had to leave on pause and seek it, then over time you see balance because yes, you had two busy years, but then you had two restful years and that's balance. And it's interesting though, you're saying that there's going to be a five-year period where I don't need to do what I've been doing for the last few years. And so I am curious about that. It is about stability. Right now it feels like you're, you're building the boat that you are also sailing on at the same time. Once you cross this line, you have the boat, you can just sail. However, I feel like, and I don't think that this is coming from a difficult place. I think this comes from a place where you've already mastered it. A lot of your life becomes about relationships and not necessarily about building or getting ideas and executing them. It's not that there's like 
a line where this shifts is like now I, I don't have any ideas now I'm just gonna have relationships with people whether it's your team or or uh, or people from outside of your organization but this energy is a lot about developing friendships developing business partnerships developing some form of family which has nothing to do with the, the traditional family because so family can be uh, you your partner and your pets a family can be a, a business a team but the, 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 this concept of family which is like a group of people that care for each other that know each other that interact on a daily basis that bring out the best in each other and um, that go through life together in some way and a lot of the energy in your life throughout those five years is about that this is this i don't want to call it community but this these networks of people that become a staple in your life that you are constantly interacting with and yes a lot of your life becomes relationships cultivating relationships and giving receiving and connecting but from a place of abundance and from a place of prosperity which goes beyond just uh, financial resources and um yeah from a place of stability and peace it is kind of balancing out that solitary youth that you were talking about throughout this transit which begins in 2023 you are surrounded by people in all areas of your life personal and professional and you are constantly interacting with people and sharing energy with people and some form of the vibration of family and for you some form of the motherly or grandma vibes where it's not like you're responsible for everybody but you are there to give to care for to uh, bring excitement and joy and to just see see how other people be, uh, become awesome on their own through mostly their actions but some of the things you were able to activate for them this is literally the joy of my life right now is seeing that I work with so many people who are just like insanely talented. Like it does not even make sense. And so many of them are like very, very young. And it is wild to me at 35 to be like, one of the oldest people on our team and to be the one in the room that someone would be like worried about what my response would be or something, or that I'm the one that could, that they could be in trouble with me somehow. <laughs> and I'm like looking at these like 26 year olds, 24 year olds. And I'm like, where's your life going? If this is the beginning, you're working on this like wild, crazy, that what we do at the underbelly is so counterculture, so rebellious. And I'm like, this is the beginning of your career. Where are you even going? right now and like just to get to witness I feel so grateful to get to witness other human beings and I love that you're like yeah cool that's what you're gonna do you get to watch and then yeah. be be a part of yes abundance but I love that yes the thing that I've been reflecting on the most over the past four weeks is that if I had told myself a year ago this is where you'd be a year ago I would have said I've arrived it's done now I can just chill but now today <laughs> there's there's so much like and it's not even like i want to get to the next level but like some of the stuff hasn't settled yet so i i, I still have to uh, finesse it and stuff so i i don't feel like i've arrived but then i'm thinking if you cannot figure out a way to cultivate the vibration that you're there now even though there's still this unfinished shit all over the place you're not gonna get there because it doesn't it has nothing to do with with where you are it has to do with how you've feel like I'm there I'm now enjoying even though I have stuff to do it's scary because I don't know if this is the case for you but in my life story I was always not running away but so enamored with the future uh, and so excited about the future I was always like getting to it and 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 I'm grateful that I'm realizing at 35 that I shouldn't live the rest of my life that way However, I do look back and say like, oh, it would have been nice 
to figure this out quicker because yeah, I don't want to be addicted to that. And I don't want to live the rest of my life like that. I never considered this time in my life at all. I never thought about what it would be like to be 35. And so as a result, I'm like, well, shit. Okay. I never thought of this time period. So what does that mean about, I, I what you does that think mean of it for the future? Like, like I'm you, like, were you mostly focused on the present or are you just present? Yes. Yeah. Focus on, well, and also the past. I very, mm -hmm. I get hung up on things that have already happened and it's hard for me to let things go. I think I spend more time in the past than I do anywhere else. More time now trying to spend more time in the present, but barely any time in the future so that I like don't plan for things or don't don't think ahead all the way ahead and like it's very interesting to me that difference in people and how we all need to be here for different reasons but yeah. also just the beauty of the present moment but how did you get so <laughs> you're, much you're accomplished like, what? <laughs> what, like how did you because like to to build the platform that you built yeah to build the, all the like i don't know how you do that without focusing on the future <laughs> yeah like, no <laughs> i'm being a little bit facetious no totally i definitely did think like okay well this this could happen yeah no so <laughs> it's just very non-linear you know it's like it's sort of like i know this has to happen this is more of what it is actually it's like mm -hmm. this is already happening like when i started the underbelly it kind of already existed before i started it i knew that there needed to be a wellness space where everyone felt included and i was like that already exists at my house so let's just put that into the world more physically everything that i do feels like a manifestation of something that has always existed and and then it's exciting. I'm like, oh, this is fun. I'm, I'm having a great time. And it also helps with setting expectations because expectations can be very low because it already exists. I'm frequently fearful of setting an expectation for something that is just a fantasy that I have. It's not really about reality. And then if my expectations don't meet that fantasy or if my if reality does not meet that fantasy, then I'm disappointed. And I think the piece of that that I'm reckoning with now is that it's okay to be disappointed. You don't have to avoid being disappointed. You can just have the full experience. I'm so curious what's on your mind. When was the last time you felt that disappointment? I don't know if I've ever experienced it now that I'm now that you're saying that out loud. Let me think about it. <laughs> oh no. Well, see, I have always wanted for my books to be on the New York Times bestseller list. But I accepted at some point especially with my second book that the subject matter was so sticky that it was not something that I needed to focus on it was not it didn't need to be my for my primary goal that my primary goal needed to be telling the truth I think that truth telling is always recognized and I've referenced um, Rilke and Letters to a Young Poet and how that book is like, it is standard issue for so many of us. But Rilke never saw any of that money in his lifetime. He didn't even write that book. That's somebody else compiling his letters. So it's not necessarily, that, from that I take, it's not really about this lifetime even. It's just about putting it out into the world. But there was a still a piece of me, that childhood piece of me that wants to win and be seen and be the best, that did want to be on the New York Times bestseller list. And so that's, if there's like an expectation, that's the closest that I can think of. But even in that situation, I don't think I'm describing something where I'd actually set the expectation. We grew up in a world without an internet where everything went through gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. Publishing a book, 
publishing a screenplay, publishing music, publishing everything. Like you had to go through these massive industries where their corporations, their conglomerates, where they got more of the pie than you do did the artist. And they put their opinions in there because they're part of a system and they have to have a say so that they can be part of that system. And then this, this is what happened to artists in the old world, in the 20th century. And when we grew up, we had the callings of our inner selves, which is you are here to create content. You are here to share your words. You're here to share your visions. And because we came from that world, all we could do is imagine our dreams inside that little box. If I'm going to reach a lot of people with my audience, it comes with the bestseller tag. If I'm going to put this movie out into the world, it comes with winning an Oscar. If I'm going to uh, create this album, it comes with a billboard list, but that's how things are measured in the world world. That's the only language we had for imagining our highest point in self-expression where like now I'm being all I can be and sharing all I can be with the world. This is the only framework, but that world doesn't exist anymore. And every day you get signs and like, I don't want to I don't want to piss off the people you work with, like your publishers and your everything, but like people accepting contracts from HBO Max and then HBO Max gets sold and then they, they take their work from the catalog and they lose it. They were paid a million dollars, but their work is now not touching anybody. It's just people losing control of their, their voice and their artistic expression to these corporations. And I remember I went to a TED event once. I forget her last name. Her first name is Carla. I'll figure out her last name. She is, is Latina musician who built her own independent label for herself. And she had all these contracts from labels and she always said no. And um, then she owns everything and she says whatever she wants to say in her music. Is it wildly popular? She has a control because now with the internet, with uh, the low cost of all the materials, endless ways to access audiences, not just through like a platform like YouTube or Facebook, but for, by like people like us who build our own platforms and you have that freedom. And the next time you write a book, you don't have to go through a publisher. You can just put it out in your app because now you have the audience. And when you do that, not only will you get more of revenue and then use that to, to share and impact other people and just make your own life better, which is which is part of it. You'll also be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say and not filter it. So I not just admire and love the people who take the hard road to be independent. I also want that for myself. I think that's the way to go because the 21st century is giving us that opportunity. And yes, it is not fast, but it is what we want as artists. People who had our missions 50 years ago didn't even have this opportunity, but we do. So why would we go in and plug into the old world still? Because I, I don't plan to, you know? I agree. There's, I do believe that there is so much power in collaboration and synergy yeah. and coming together. Yeah. So... There's that, but I, I cannot disagree with you. And I think even about Ani DeFranco and Righteous Babe Records and how she was like, I we need to be able to say what I want to say. I need to be able to do what I want to do. And yeah. I yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I and as a, you. as a follower of your content, I could have intuitions around what they wanted to take off. And I, I want to I read your book where you leave those things in. Your story is not over. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you will have a bestseller, but you're right that it's not the objective. Just because this first level unfolded the way it did, doesn't mean that's not coming. 
but I hope that when it does come that you are as racy and non-traditional and out there as you are and you get able you're able to put all those words in there without be them being diluted out for fear of somebody getting mad at you. A lot of people who are watching this know perfectly well who you are and what you do, but some of them will be coming from Teledipity, not from yes. the underbelly, and um, they need to hear your story and what the underbelly is all about. So give us not an elevator pitch, but like a full, however long it needs to be pitched about who you are and what the underbelly does. The underbelly is a wellness community that is really about everybody showing up exactly as they are. It's about being yourself. And it started with yoga. I'm a yoga teacher and practitioner. And I started practicing yoga a decade ago um, when I was going through a period of depression. And I had, it did not end depression. I still go through waves of all manner of mental health. But what it allowed was the space for me to understand that the waves are okay and good and that that's what life is, is waves. And the underbelly is a space where anyone who is experiencing the waves of life can come and be accepted and know that there's a place for them. And we, right now we have yoga and meditation classes that you can take literally anywhere that you can stream stuff. We're on Amazon, Apple, Android, etc. And you can engage with us on social media at the Underbelly Yoga on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, everybody. But um, really the focus of the underbelly is to be the your respite in the storm, the place where you don't have to explain yourself, you don't have to make excuses, and where every single piece of you is allowed to shine. It's been a pleasure to have you, Jessamine. Um, Thank you. Tell everybody where they can follow you. Well, you mentioned oh, yes. it, but just Please. a quick... No. You can find me on Instagram at my name is Jessamine, and you can find the underbelly at the underbelly yoga and we're that on everywhere on social but especially instagram tiktok facebook etc and you can find me and my work at jessaminestanley.com and you can try a two-week free trial of the underbelly at theunderbelly.com amazing it's been a pleasure to have you um you're always invited back i am looking forward not just to our conversation a year from now but to my continued friendship with you thank you for everything and um, wishing you an amazing rest of 2022 and a prosperous final stage of foundation building in 2023. Thank you. Same to you.